Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, fuck on. Your Peugeot car or van might benefit from a free software upgrade. For more information and to find out if this applies to your vehicle, call the lads in Slattery's Garage, fuck on on 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. And uh, you're very welcome back to uh, Tip Today. Now, listen on to say, what a disgrace the way the Irish uh, soccer girls were treated. Uh, they made history in soccer and the political correct uh, ones are spoiling it all again. They say, we have free speech in Ireland. My arse we have, Fran. It's a song, big deal. Congrats to the girls. Now, speaking of which, a video circulated, of course, as you know at this point on social media showing the victorious Irish women's soccer team celebrating in their Hampden Park uh, dressing room after the, gay, uh, after the game, singing ooh-ah up the run. Now, the line originates from a Wolf Tone song, uh, the Celtic Symphony. Sky Sports News presenter Rob Wooten also came under fire on Twitter for asking soccer hero uh, Chloe Mustaki for an apology. Here's a little bit of that. We talk about the win. Need to ask you about the statement that's just come out from the FAI in which they've apologised for the players singing a song that references the IRA. Um, would you like to apologise? Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, we're all really sorry here um, in Dublin. Obviously, massive lapse in judgment on our end. Um, you know, lots going on when the final whistle went and we absolutely didn't mean to cause any hurt on our end. So we, we do really apologise for that, absolutely. How, how embarrassed are the players by this video? Yeah, uh, quite embarrassed. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot going on in the change rooms um, uh, in such a such a major moment. So, um, lots of different songs, you know, being put on left, right, and centre. So, look, we are incredibly embarrassed in this moment in time. Um, didn't mean any hurt on our end. So, we do really apologise for that. Yeah, it, I guess it, it raises the question: Does it highlight the need for education on issues like this? Is that something you'd be for? think so I think you know um, we need to learn in these moments um, to, to be better and to do better um, you know we've all been brought up um, knowing a lot about you know Irish history so um, you know we just need to be better in moments like this uh, and uh, we recognize that absolutely on our end. Chloe Mustaki there speaking to uh, Rob Wotan um, the man who wrote uh, the Celtic Symphony, uh, one of the uh, Wolf Tones, singer, banjo player, songwriter with the Wolf Tones, Brian Warfield is with me now. Good morning to you, Brian. Uh, good morning indeed. How are uh, you all, uh, Chip? God, we're all well here, Brian. What what did you make of all of this uh, hoo-ha again, Brian? Well, I tell you, I was very annoyed. I can tell you, how how the hell can you do that to young girls who mm. have just done something wonderful? Uh, and to harass them and to bully them into apologising after the great win they had in uh, in Hamden Park. What a terrible disaster it was. I think the FAI and I think the people um, of Sky should apologise uh, to these young girls for the terrible way they treated them. Uh, for it's a, After all, it's only a song. They, they, they weren't going out to kill anybody. They're going out to win against the, their next uh, opponents. They've done well against all their opponents up to now. They have the spirit of the Fighting Irish. And um, we're, we're all very proud of them uh, right across the country and abroad. I don't, and, uh, I don't think, Brian, there's an understanding of the song. Would you explain the song, what exactly it is? I mean, it was a, an imaginary trip to Glasgow after, after a Celtic game. Is that, is that, does that kind of sum it up? <laughs> well, I tell, you, I tell you how it came about. I, 
back in the 80s, about 82 or 3, um, one of the, uh, Tommy Grant, he was uh, one of the directors of Celtic at the time, and he said, uh, Brian, you're going to write us a song for uh, our 100th anniversary coming up 1988. I said, you're giving me a big task here. So I I was mulling it over from that, uh, you know, I had bits and pieces where I just wasn't totally happy with the song. And it was on the burner there for about two years. And I wanted to fully tell the story of, you know, Glasgow and and the Glasgow Irish and the diaspora in, the, in, in Glasgow. It's, which have a, it's almost another extension of Ireland. Mm. They have the whole. They love Irish history. They love the. They they've supported Ireland in every in every fight that took place over the years, over the centuries, going back to uh, the Young Irelanders in um, when Thomas Darcy McGee visited Glasgow, trying to recruit uh, people for the rising uh, the the Young Ireland Rising in 1848. So it, it goes back to 1798. And, of course, the famine brought a, a huge um, crowd of people to Glasgow seeking seeking uh, shelter, seeking uh, a way to get out of the country because there was no food left at Yes, and they were largely Catholic people, of course, going over there. Well, of course, the they were, yes. largely. Yeah. And, mm. and they were not accepted in any way. They were discriminated mm. against, just as they were in the north of Ireland. And, um, you know, so when I was writing the song, I was walking through the streets of Glasgow and I see this uh, graffiti on the wall and it, it says, up the cells, up the cells, up the cells. And then it says, oh, we're magic, magic, up Celtic and all that kind of stuff. And underneath it was, who are up the ra, say, who are up the ra. Now, okay, so I I felt, yeah, yeah, this is how the Glasgow Irish feel. And uh, they have supported uh, Ireland in every one of their... Uh, fights for freedom and, and uh, for sovereignty. And so uh, I said, yeah, th- this explains to me what Glasgow is. Glasgow is an extension of Ireland. It, it supports a football team that they rallied around uh, since its foundation in 1988, or in 1888. And so, yeah, this, this to me concluded how the uh, Glasgow Irish should be portrayed. So I went about writing the sound and the, the melodies and everything else like that, which I did. There's like three melodies in it. Mm. It became instantly became a very, very highly successful song. And now it's huge. It was the number one in France. Um, not by the Wolf Tones, by somebody singing in, in French or something. But I, it was the number one there. It's a huge hit all over the world. My God, I, I couldn't tell you how popular it is in many, many other jurisdictions in Europe, in places as far as Germany, Czechoslovakia, or the Czech Republic, as we were there lately, and uh, many other places across the world. It's, it's just a song that's loved. It instantly gets people going. But it's not a song about the IRA. Yeah, and, and it's an anthem in some ways. I mean, you hear, you hear kids singing this everywhere that I've been. I heard them singing it. But, I mean, they wouldn't even realise that there's even that connotation to it or, you know, in the least, or, yeah, or the history of the how the song was written even. Yeah, but, like, it's it's not about the IRA. Yes, <laughs> I know. It's not about the IRA. Yes. Yeah. It's about the Irish in Glasgow. And it's, you know, um, the, the story in the song is like... A, the devil wants to go to the jungle. And I was in the jungle in Glasgow, Celtic Park, many times. Yeah. Now gone. 
But the jungle was where all the real supporters, the cheapest mm. part of the, the mm. park to go to. But uh, it's where all the real supporters were, and I love going to the jungle. So the story is that the, the, this sailor man from Glasgow is wandering around the world, and he meets with the devil. And, and the devil wants him to take him to the jungle. So, he, of course, he's not going to take him to Sadly Park. We don't want the devil at Sadly Park. There's enough devils around us. So, anyhow, uh, the, the story goes that um, he takes him to every jungle in the world except the Celtic Park, to the real jungle of Celtic Park. And that's, that's basically the story about just, just, we, just... We don't want the devil in Celtic Park. We're good people. We, the, we, like, this... we, you know, we like our football and blah, blah. Are you, are you tired of defending the song at this point? Because it emerges every so often. I mean, you know, uh, Deputy David Cullinan, that, uh, that time in his victory speech, he said, ooh, uh, up the run. Uh, the failure uh, on Pubble recently in Belfast, a huge, um, a huge amount of hassle from unionists over this as well, taking serious umbrage. It, 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 it sort of raises its head every so often, doesn't it? Yeah, because, you know, there's a tradition uh, amongst uh, the English governments in Ireland and the unionist people who are the garrison that um, that they, they fear Irish song. Irish song is very powerful. Mm, yeah. You know, you go back, um, go back to years, and it was uh, during the 1860s, you know, the time of the, the time of the, the um, Anna Larkin and O'Brien, when uh, the song God Save Ireland yep. came out, it was illegal, and you could be imprisoned for holding a copy of that song. Now, if you go back, I in my book that I wrote recently, I go, go back to the ages where Irish song was not accepted by English uh, people in Ireland. They, on many occasions, hung our, ba- our bards, our harpers. Mm. And when Cromwell was sending them all to Connacht, he wouldn't allow the harps to go with them. So they feared Irish music because it carried the history and story. If you can wipe out the history of a people, you wipe out the people. And as Winston Churchill, he said he can't understand why the Irish people won't become English. Good God. Um, you know, and, then, and then this guy in Sky wants, to, wants uh, uh, the Irish people to... to uh, Learn their history, and, and he should be learning. About and that's why I thought Chloe dealt. I, I thought Chloe dealt with him extremely well. I mean, she apologised, but you could hear the disdain in her voice. You know, like to your man. Yeah, I don't think it's something she liked to do, yeah. and she should have never been put in that place. Uh, is the FII, FAI, FAI yes. in that place? Because we're running scared by the fact that the sky, remember, is one of their sponsors. Mm. Now we don't need Sky. Murdoch is. Rich enough, mm. but I mean, if Sky are going to sponsor the team, they don't have to bow their head and lick their asses. You know, they, they we're strong enough to uh, own our own history, to own our Irishness, and to be proud of it, and to harass them young girls on a great achievement, bully them into apologising all over the place. I couldn't believe it. I'm reading in the Daily News in in in, uh, in, in uh, New York. How come, you know, that uh, Sky have it all over the world now? Did the Irish people apologize? They're apologists. You know, soon people won't be able to mention IRA. Get rid of all those bloody historians. You can't mention IRA in a book. Can you mention IRA? So, so does that mean that we have to dilute the history of the country as well? Well, that's what they're pushing for. And yeah. they've been pushing that for a long time. I mean, even our own government at least 
we're trying to do that. Oh, you don't need your, you don't need to know your history. Don't be teaching kids history. The famine wasn't too bad. I heard Ruth Dudley Edward, and she's now a unionist. Yeah. I heard on the radio there say, oh, things weren't that bad in Ireland. They weren't that bad. And, you know, um, I just wrote a song called Ships of Shame. And it tells the story of, the, you know, the, the, the food being shipped away from Ireland. Yes. And uh, in hundreds of thousands of tons per day, while Irish people were left with no food. We're, we're there was now, no need for a famine in Ireland because there, there was, was no food. Yeah. Plenty of food. Yeah. And Father Matthew was offered money from uh, Robert Bernard Forbes, who was a philanthropist in, uh, in, in, uh, in, in uh, Boston. And he was offered money, and Father Matthew wrote back to him and said, please, please don't send us money. Money is no good in Ireland. We can't buy food. There's no food here to buy. Well, Robert Bennett Forbes brought over a shipload of food with over 100,000 uh, uh, 100, tons. Uh, no, that was, uh, that was later on. 411 ships as a result of his mission to Ireland brought over 100,000 tons of food to Ireland from America. So, you know, when our own imperial masters were bringing away the food to England to feed the bloody empire, leaving Ireland starving, the horrors that the, uh, Captain Bennett Ford saw in Cork was unbelievable. I'm sure they were terrible all over the country, but that was just in the city of Cork. Mm-hmm. And uh, he couldn't believe the sights he saw. So it was important that we teach these English people a lesson in Irish history. And that we get the FAI to apologise to these young girls for forcing them into a situation they should never have been in. All right, Brian, it's always good to talk to you. And uh, thanks very much indeed for coming on with us today. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, up tip there. We love you all down there. Don't forget that. All right, Brian, take it easy. Bye bye to you now. That's uh, Brian Warfield of the Wolf Tones uh, songwriter. And uh, singer, of course, and banjo player with uh, the uh, iconic Wolf Tones, 1800-938-007. All right, let us go to uh, uh, the phone lines because we have somebody uh, coming on to talk to us about this. And I think it's Fran. Fran, good morning to you. Good morning, Fran. How are you? I'm very well indeed. You were listening to Brian Warfield there and the whole discussion around the girls singing uh, that chant in the dressing room. How do you feel about it, Fran? Um, I feel that they should chant whatever type of music or whatever type of song that they felt like they had deserved it. And surely in this day and age, 21st century, do we have to bow down and apologise for being Irish friends? It's getting to that stage in this country today, I think. Do you think so? I do, yeah. And I don't like it. What, what did you make of the uh, Sky News um, interview there with your man, uh, Rob Wotan? Well, Demanding an apology, highly, and uh, he should be highly ashamed to himself. Mm. If that's how he gets these kicks, God love him. Is he trying to make a name for himself on the back of the apology or what? Yeah, and uh, talk, talking about a need for education in history, uh, you know, that's uh, he. This is what he reckons. Does he yeah. not realise that the Irish are the most highly educated people in the world? Yeah. Like, I mean, who is he to come on and do that to those girls? To belittle them. Because of the sponsorship, I suppose they were between a rock and a hard place about this, you know? Yeah, it's still not fair, though. It shouldn't be done, friend. I don't see anybody else apologising for their nationality. Why should the Irish have to do it? Yeah. 
And do you think it has put a shadow over what was a fantastic victory, a really fantastic victory? Well, what were those girls feeling today? They went out and they'd done their very best and they got through. And then all of a shot with just a couple of words, some guy brought him down to an inch-sized level. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't think there's anybody in the world who would genuinely believe that those girls were trying to promote the IRA. You Absolutely know, I mean, not. They, they no. were singing a chant that young yeah. people sing in after nightclubs everywhere around every, us. You know. Yeah, in every town, every every city, and they all love that type of music. It doesn't mean anything political to any of them. It's just that it's that type of song that somebody can catch on to very very quickly. And just being away with it. Yeah, and one of our listeners make a very interesting point is that if we were to scrutinise the lyrics of every single song, Kate was on to us, if we were to scrutinise the lyrics of every single song, somebody somewhere would be offended. I mean, even the national anthem, if you if you look at the translation into into English, it's soldiers are we now. It's a pretty bloodthirsty yes. uh, piece is. of work, yeah. you know. Yes, so, yeah. And do we have to apologise for that? Like, that is our history. Yeah, do we need to like, stop Like, there is nothing we can that. do to undo our history. Yeah. You know, and we shouldn't have to apologise for it. I don't hear any other person of any nationality apologising for where they were born. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. What, what do you think the end of this will be? Will this will this just go away? I mean, I don't. I can't see on the screen in front of me anybody saying that the girls, you know, should have apologised. No, they should not have apologised. But you see, they were put under pressure. It wasn't fair. The camera in her face, or the microphone in her face, and something saying, "Well, are you going to apologise?" What could the girl do? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I, lo- I loved uh, Chloe's attitude to your man, though. While she did yes, apologise yes. and she did get over it, I mean, you could hear in her voice, really, yes, she was yes. saying, you're, you're a so-and-so, really, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. She right. was just very nice and polite. She was, but... She left him away lightly. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yes, I <suppose. laughs> I don't think you would have left him away as lightly um, as that, friend, would you? Well, there would have been two words. And one would start with S and the other one would end with S and we can support you together. And that would be how polite I'd be, Fran. <laughs> All right, Fran, you look after yourself and thanks, Dode. Thank you and uh, bye-bye to you. That's uh, Fran there, uh, 1800-938-007. Uh, no matter what excuses the Wolf Tones are apologists for the IRA, uh, up the ra is a chant that cheers on the despicably the the despicable depravity of the provost and saying that the youngsters don't really know what they're chanting is nonsense, they do. I, I beg to differ with you on that. I really believe that those girls were, it was an anthem, you know, it was a sing-along. I mean, they changed it from time to time to Ooh, uh, Paul McGrath and also, I mean, it was an anthem. It's a bit of crack, you know. Um, Fran, I'm of the opinion that the FAI are rather disappointed that this group of young, talented sporting girls have achieved so much with scarce resources. It will probably mean that the board members will have less for themselves. Uh, regards Sky Sports, they should ask Rangers players to apologise on a weekly basis. That comes in from Pat in Ross Grey. Well, there's an element of truth in that, Pat, because I used to uh, do entertainment for Celtic years ago. I used to play at the Celtic rallies there. And, um, you know, as you walk around Glasgow, or in one case, we ended up staying in a Rangers hotel and talking about offensive 
language and hatred and awfulness and all of that. Uh, anyway, I'll tell you what, we'll take a break and I will package together all of your, your, your correspondence and I'll bring it to you in just a while. The Imro Radio Award-winning Tip Today. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. Test drive the all-new Peugeot 2008 compact SUV at Slattery's Garage, puck on. Choose from petrol, diesel or fully electric. Slattery'sGarage.ie 